Hello, uh, this is uh, St. James's Sermon on the Phone Line. I'm Ali and I'm preaching for you this week. Um, our reading that I'm going to preach from is from Mark. It's Mark chapter 1 and I'm going to start reading at verse 1. This is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptised to show that they have repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John and when they confessed their sins, he baptised them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptise you with water but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. Our other reading, if you want to read it later yourself, is found in Isaiah. It's Isaiah chapter 40 and beginning at verse 1. Comfort, comfort my people, says God. So, our readings this week, we're celebrating John the Baptist as it's the second week of Advent. John the Baptist, as Mark notes, is talked about in the Old Testament. Interestingly, Mark takes one verse from Malachi and one verse from Isaiah, our Isaiah reading, and puts them together to make a whole new sentence. It's the kind of uh, work with the Bible that we don't uh, encourage these days, but he makes his point very, very well. John was not unexpected. He was very expected. And Mark is showing that because John was expected and he came, so Jesus was expected and he comes too. Interestingly, with John, John is in the wilderness. And I'm not sure what you would consider a good day trip. But I am not sure that I would queue to go to see a man wearing camel hair and a leather belt and baptising people to show that they have um, repented of their sins. It doesn't. I don't understand why people would come out on one hand, why people would come out and see him, just so they can confess their sins and get baptised. Often we see confessing and repenting all to, at the end of life to do with judgment and, and God as judge. And we will face judgment at the end. And actually, in earthly terms, humanly, we judge each other constantly. So we're quite well adjusted to it. We're used to it. The thing is that I think there are two types of judgment. And we can find this in the Bible. And we can find this in our culture too. I love Strictly at the moment. Um, and you can see in all of those uh, those programs, you've got Strictly and Britain's Got Talent. There's these two types of judgment. Um, you've got the Craig Revel Horwood, professional, knows what he's doing, knows what he wants to see and tells them when they don't get it right. 
Now he's telling them because he loves them, because he wants them to do better. And unless he, that he tells them, they might not know. But they always leave feeling a bit gutted. And we can see this kind of judgment in the Bible in Sodom and Gomorrah, especially. And then the other type of judgment is what I would call the OT judgment. Now, OT is a, a professional dancer and an instructor. And she is quite noted for being really, really strict on her celebrities. She made Bill Bailey walk around with a broom over his shoulders to make sure that he straightened out his shoulders. And she says, I always work them hard. But every day she practices with Bill. Every day she encourages him and praises what he does well. And he would do anything for her. Both Oti and Craig are judging in order to help someone grow. Oti is doing it from beside and Craig is doing it from the view for professional. But they're both judging. Interestingly, the early days of Christianity, when we look at the cultures that were really dominant, you've got Roman culture and the Greek culture. And both of them had their gods on thrones, judging with power and with might. And the Jewish God was someone who travelled with them, who fought with them and fought for them, who blessed them. A different kind of judging, a different kind of knowing. And yet one of the most... um, important and one of the ideas we see of God mostly now is of God on a throne judging a Craig judging rather than an Oti judging I think today when we look at John the Baptist we are looking at God as an Oti judge what it is John the Baptist actually doing in the wilderness why would you queue up for that People are not queuing and going into the wilderness for a Craig Revel Horwood judge. They're queuing up to spend time with an OT. And actually, I think I would queue up to spend time with OT. That kind of encouragement and shaping. So here is John the Baptist. People come to him and he says, it preached that people should get baptised to show that they had repented for their sins and turned to God and be forgiven. So he was baptising them more than once. They go, John, I've done this wrong and I'm carrying it and it's awful guilt. All right, would you do it again? What, do you want to do it again? No, I don't want to do it again. I'm so sorry. All right, well then let's wash that off you. Let's clean you up and shape you ready to go again. Yes, because then I can be free to move and to grow and to make more mistakes, but actually to be a better person. I don't have to carry around this guilt. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. They get cleaned and off they go. Wonderful. And then they come, they've done something wrong, they come back and John the Baptist cleans them and off they go. But he doesn't finish there. He says, someone is coming who is greater than me. Verse 7. So much greater. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? So every time they were going wrong, John, as that OT judgment goes, yeah, that wasn't great, was it? Let's wash you, let's get you clean and let's sort you out. Brilliant. 
then as Christians, we believe we get baptised and we live our whole life and it's once for all baptism. Off we go. Wonderful. And then Jesus, we keep on making mistakes, obviously. Then Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, continues to shape us, continues to OT judge us, continues to praise us and to prepare us for a life afterwards. We mess up, absolutely. And what does, do? what does Jesus do? Send your spirit. The spirit that says, oh, yeah, you could have done better. Let's make that better. Let's do that together. This isn't a God who sits on a throne and, and with a pass or fail grade. This is a God who walks by his side and shapes. And which is why in the whole of both of our readings, God is coming to judge his people. The words used are comfort, comfort. Because that's what a judge who walks beside does. Don't worry. Don't worry, it's okay. We're not perfect. I'll send my spirit. He will refresh you and renew you. He will help you to know forgiveness and freedom and you will carry on. And yes, you will mess up and I will send my spirit. Comfort, comfort, comfort. So here we are, coming through our Advent time, our Advent season. There is freedom in forgiveness. There is freedom in being shaped and to be the person who you were made to be. So alongside as Christians, alongside God as judge on a throne, like Zeus, we have the Jewish God who changes our understanding, who convicts us of sin and washes us clean by his spirit who journeys with us and understands us and praises us and says things like, well done, good and faithful servant. How do we live our lives in the knowledge of both of these pictures of judgment? I think the great failing would be to ignore OT and to be scared of Craig. If we ignore that OT judgment, we cannot grow and be shaped by God. And if we're afraid of Craig, it means we are stuck. If we won't listen to how we can change, we are stuck. So therefore, every day is an OT day. Every day is a praying with Jesus, being shaped by him, letting him forgive all the bits that you're ashamed of and that you hide from even yourself. So that when Craig sees you, all he can say is gorgeous. And we know that's how God sees us. Gorgeous, darling. So my prayer for us this week, as you go through your week, as we think about... John the Baptist, what he was offering people was not judgment, but freedom. What we have been given is freedom. 
and what the gospel promises to all of us is freedom. I pray that we would walk so closely with the Spirit of God this week that we would know his freedom, freedom from fear and freedom from guilt. God bless.